I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, Steeler fans. Hope you're having a great weekend. Uh, I'm your host, Daniel J. Welcome back to State of the Steelers on Steel Curtain Network. Today, we're talking about this free agency frenzy. We're talking about, and we're asking a big question here. Did the Pittsburgh Steelers get better after the first week so far? Um, And then in the second half, we're going to talk about, well, I'm going to try to predict the first two picks of the NFL draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers, given the information that we currently have. Uh, from what they did in free agency up to this point and what they attempted to do. So sit back, relax, and let's get on with the show. So did any of you guys predict that there'd be such an overhaul in the middle linebacker position? I know I didn't. You know, I didn't think that they were going to lose basically everybody except for Mark Robinson, and that includes the coach. Don't forget Jerry. Jerry O was also, um, you know, not picked up. Uh, his for his duties for the uh, for the year for this upcoming season. I'm sorry. And so, you know, the middle linebacker position was completely redone, you know, from coaches down. Now, when you look back at the Pittsburgh Steelers and where they had their shortcomings on the defensive side, it was going to be, you know, up front in the middle with the middle linebacker position and, and at the defensive line position. But I think that the defensive line, had a lot more to do with nutrition and health versus um, ability and want and desire and, uh, you know, not necessarily what they're able to do, but what they're willing to do type of stuff there. You know, and I think everybody knows what I'm talking about when it comes to like Devin Bush. You know, there's a question there of heart. You know, is he still wanted? He had a lot of questionable statements throughout the year. Remember last year he had, you know, a statement saying that he, at the end of the day, he's still a top 10 draft pick. You can never take that away from him. And regardless of what happened this past season, that he was still going to be in the NFL. So he wasn't too worried about what, you know, anybody was thinking about his performance. And it shown through throughout the entire season. You know, at the end of the season, he wasn't on the field very much. In fact, Robert Spillane was playing 100% of the snaps, who is a guy that I'm honestly a little bit surprised is still not a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought that, you know, if there was going to be a cap casualty with Miles Jack and that they were going to let him go to save some money there, that they would retain or, or re-sign Robert Spillane just because of his experience and um, and his leadership and, and the fact that he's been a, you know, a, a very team player, 
doesn't complain. Hard nosed guy. Everybody remembers him from the uh, you know, the Derrick Henry hit in Tennessee there. So I honestly thought he was gonna be retained. I, I didn't expect him and, and Miles Jack to be let go. You know, once Robert Spillane signed elsewhere, I thought that Miles Jack was gonna be the guy. You know, the Steelers end up replacing Robert Spillane with with a Cole Holcomb, formerly of the Washington Commanders. Now, last year, Cole Holcomb, he only played in seven games due to the fact that he ended up getting uh, come. He came out due to a uh, injury. He had a knee injury and then a uh, foot injury, I believe. He ended up having a late season surgery, which is why, you know, there was a uh, a contract given to him pending pending a physical. He passed that physical and and now he's been signed. Um, for for Holcomb, he's looking at three years, eighteen mil. You know, with um, with Spillane, he signed with the Vegas Raiders for two years, nine million. So, you know, it's a it's a little bit higher pay, but I think that you're getting a higher pedigree person or player. Um, Cole Holcomb, who is 26 compared to Robert Spillane, uh, who is um, 27, so they're not too too far off in age. Uh, Robert Spillane is six foot one, about 230 pounds. Uh, Cole Holcomb's a little bit thicker at six foot one, 240. Uh, I think Holcomb is a little bit quicker, a little bit more dynamic. Uh, can is a little bit better in coverage. I wouldn't, you know, necessarily uh, put him in the situation where he's a, uh, you know, Ryan Shaz- Ryan Shazier, but you know, he he can do some coverage. Let's let's kind of look at at the stats and 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 see how these guys compare. So for Robert Spillane. Um, he was available for 16 games, started five, right? So in those five, you know, in those games that he played, he had four passes defended. He had one sack and 79 tackles, 59 were solo, two quarterback hits, right? And so let's look at Cole Holcomb. You know, he played in seven games, started seven games. He had one pass defended. He had 69 tackles. Uh, 37 solo. So when you look at the tackles alone, 69 to 79, um, you know, Robert Spillane has them. Although, although Robert Spillane only played in five games or started five games, he, he had a, a larger role and probably played significantly more time than Cole Holcomb. And so, you know, if we were to look at Cole Holcomb when he played the entire season uh, the year before, you know, he had two interceptions. He had seven pass defended. He had two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, one sack, 142 tackles, 83 were solo. He had two quarterback hits, two tackles for loss. And so, you know, he, he was a, a, a solid, solid player there in the inside middle linebacker position. I, for one, think that this is a, a step up. I think this is a, uh, a um a positive move for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that when it comes to this middle linebacker, they have improved. Now let's look at Miles Jack and Landon Roberts, formerly of the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. Um Landon Roberts is 28 years old while Miles Jack's Jack is 27. Uh, Miles Jack though has kind of had an injury issue with him. Now, he dropped in the NFL draft due to 
some kind of knee injury that he had occurred that um, was going to probably shorten his career at the end of the, the end of the day. And so that's kind of why he dropped in the draft. He was an excellent middle linebacker coming in uh, from UCLA, but at the end of the day, he ended up dropping, um, getting picked up by, by the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Comes over to the Pittsburgh Steelers when healthy. When healthy, I believe he was playing, fan, you know, played fairly well. Uh, Miles Jack is six foot one, two forty four, so he's a little bit bigger uh, than Landon Roberts, but not by much. Landon is six one, two thirty eight. Let's kind of look at the stats here. So last year in twenty twenty two, Roberts played in all seventeen games, started all seventeen games, right? Um, Zero passes defended, zero forced fumbles, zero fumble recoveries. He had 4.5 sacks and 107 tackles. When it came to Miles Jack, he played in 13 games, or he started 13 games, appeared in 15, but he had a few where he was just on as a backup or, or a couple and due to a couple of injuries that were nagging him all season, one of them being a groin injury. And so uh, there was a couple games there where he was he dressed, but he didn't play. So he had three pass defended, pass, pass defended, and then he had, uh, which is three more than what Roberts did, 104 tackles, which is uh, slightly less than what Roberts was able to do in, in, in four games less than him. Um, 61 solo, one quarterback hit. And so when I look at, when I look at these guys, I feel that it's, it's about even, I think, in my opinion. I think this is a... Um, a push when you cut when you know did the Steelers get better or worse in this scenario? I think it's a push, maybe slight loss here. I think that uh, Miles Jack performed when he was healthy better uh, than he landed Roberts. However, the, the health is a big part of uh, of being on the field. You know, Coach Tomlin says you know your best availability or your best ability is availability. And so, with that being said, also the longevity behind Miles Jack. Is he going to be able to perform, you know, or be able to perform at the level that he's expected to play for a long period of time? Now, when it comes to the numbers, um, we're not sure what Landon Roberts is getting paid at this point, but I'm fairly positive it's less than what the Steelers were paying Miles Jack, which was $8 million a year. So they save that. Um, you know, I think that's what, like I said, it's a wash here. It's a push. Uh, the next move that came in was the loss, and it was the first first big news for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was when they lost Cam Sutton. Uh, I was surprised. I thought that Cam Sutton was a guy that they might be bringing back as well. Um, he's been a solid, solid player. I wouldn't say that Cam Sutton is a CB1, but he is a solid, solid CB2, maybe a 1.5. You know, he's almost there, I think. I think the speed is kind of what what gets him, but he's a very cerebral player. Um, you know, I, I kudos for him to go get the bag. He's getting paid three years, thirty three million dollars. Kudos to him. Um, but was he a uh, you know? The Steers lose him. They replace him with a guy that is probably expected to be in the hall of fame one day right and patrick peterson now patrick peterson is you know not significantly older uh than cam sutton and when you look at the uh 
uh, you know, one guy's 28, one guy's 32. That's not pretty old, but in the in football cornerback, 32 years old, uh, you know, and 400 and, or I mean, 250 days old, he's going to be approaching, you know, 33 by the time the season starts. And so, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, he's going to, he signed a two year contract. He stated that he's going to play for two years. So that should put him, you know, at, uh, at about 34 when he ends up um, retiring, so to speak. Now, given his age, he's probably not the fastest guy anymore, right? And so when you look at Cam Sutton, who's not known for speed, Patrick Peterson was once known for speed. But given his age, he's probably taken a step back or two. It's probably a push there when it comes to that. I think both of these players are very cerebral players. Patrick Peterson has come forward and said that that he's a much smarter player. He plays with his brain now. And that he makes a lot of the plays that he makes because he knows what's happening. He understands what the offense is trying to do to him and what they're trying to do to the defense and where they're going. And it's worked out well for him. Now, you know, I'm excited about this transition and this player. He was wearing number seven in 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 Minnesota. No chance, buddy, that they were going to give him the number seven in in Pittsburgh (laughs) under any circumstances. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And so let's look at some of the stats to see or ask, did the Pittsburgh Steelers improve at the cornerback position? So we'll start off with the metrics. So Patrick Peterson is again 32 years old, six foot one, 198 pounds out of LSU. Very quick, very fast, very cerebral. We spoke about that. Cam Sutton, um, he's 28 years old, five foot eleven, 188 pounds. So he's a little bit smaller of a player. Um, not as fast as well. Drafted in the third round. Uh, you know, great cerebral player, like we mentioned before. One of the big differences, though, and we also got to put into perspective here, is that Cam Sutton got three years, $33 million, as the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing or paying Patrick Peterson two, you know, a two-year contract for 14 So it's a significant difference in pay there. All right, so let's look at what, what the stats were. And so uh, Cam Sutton, you know, he played in 16 games, started 15 of those. He had three interceptions, uh, 15 passes defended. He had 43 tackles, 35 of them solo, and no, and one tackle for loss. All right, so let's kind of compare that again towards Patrick Peterson. So game started again, or games play, uh, yeah, game start was 15. Patrick Peterson started all 17 games. Again, best ability is availability, so he's there. Cam Sutton had... Three interceptions to Patrick's five interceptions. So that's two more. 30. I'm sorry. I was like, wow. The 39 was the long on the yard for the interception. I thought that was pass defended. I was like, wow, he had 39 pass defended. Now he still had a great season when it comes to it. He had 15 passes defended. Uh, Same thing as as Cam Sutton. And so um, 66 uh, tackles, 56 solo. 10 assisted and uh, no quarterback hits, but three tackles for loss. And so I think it's a, I think it's pretty comparable. I think that it's a, it's a push, but I think you give the slight advantage 
to the Patrick Peterson just because of the fact that you're saving, you know, more than half of that paycheck there. You know what I'm saying? 14 million versus 33. And now I get it. You're getting him for three years for Cam Sutton and only two years for 14. So, you know, you're looking at uh, seven years. I mean, $7 million per year for Peterson. You're looking at about, was that 13 million per year? Or eleven, I'm sorry, eleven million per year for uh, uh, Cam Sutton, and so you know it's a difference of four million a year right there for the first two years. Uh, I, I think I think the Steelers made out with this. You know, I think they did well. Um, so in my opinion, when you look at it, I think that I think that they've improved. I think they have improved as a team moving forward. Now we got to put these pieces together. Don't, you know, this isn't Madden. I I tell people that all the time, just because you got players and you put them in position doesn't mean that they're going to automatically understand the game and, and understand the the playbook and and get everything and be in the right position at the right time. Like, like I said, this isn't Madden. And so these guys need to be able to work together collectively, but I like the fact that you have somebody like Patrick Peterson working alongside Mika Fitzpatrick, because those are two guys that are, you know, studiers of the game, students of the game and you know i think that they're going to be able to uh, really compete against some of these high-powered offenses that are especially in the afc and so i'm I, i think they're moving in the right direction now there was another guy that was signed who i guess we can do a comparison because you know we didn't lose anybody but who is he going to be replacing and that's going to be nate herbig Nate Herbig is a guy that has played both sides of the um, of the guard position, and I think that he's going to find a home probably on the left side. You know, he's a guy that Andy Weidel looks at looked at as a starter. He's a big guy, and I, I think that this might be the guy that the Pittsburgh Steelers were looking at the guard position. Um, and I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be going up against um, Kevin Dotson. Now, I think this also means, you know, goodbye, Kendrick Green. You know, he's going to be a guy that, you know, just didn't work out, unfortunately. And and for this regime, it's not it's not a bad thing to let him go because it's not like, you know, Omar Khan and Andy Weidel drafted Kendrick Green. I mean, Andrew Clem's not the offensive you know, line coach who was there who probably, you know, really pushed for Kendrick uh, is no longer on the team either. And so there's nothing that ties him to the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. You know, I think he's going to go through training camp and I, I think this is going to be his last training camp um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that there's going to be a battle there at the guard position between Nate Herbig and, and Kevin Dotson. Um, I don't know. I think when you compare the two, it's going to be a battle because I think they're very similar as far as, you know, uh, style. But, you know, maybe perhaps Nate Herbig is a guy that can be on the good graces of the coaching staff because for whatever reason, Kevin Dodson has upset somebody in the Steelers organization. It's uh, it's no secret. You know, they've um, they've been upset with him, whether it was because of his uh, conditioning or his uh, ability to rehab or inability to rehab and uh, not to mention perhaps maybe his studies in the playbook. There's been a lot of rumors that have come out about uh, 
about Dotson. I think he did do a fan. You know, he did an all right job last last year. You know, it was um, it got he got better as the season went along. But that left side, you know, really was the was a weak side. You know, and last season, the Pittsburgh Steelers replaced two pieces on that line. They, they got a new center in Mason Cole and they acquired James Daniel for the right side guard. I don't think the Steelers are opposed to maybe getting another person on the offensive line as a starter, maybe a second person as well. And you know what? We'll talk more about that on the second half of the show. That's where we're going right now. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have a word from our sponsors. Uh, stick around. We'll see you on the other side. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Check it out. You made it back to the other side. Welcome back to State of the Steelers. Welcome back to the Steel Curtain Network, where today we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and asking, did they get better? Um, before we continue, I'd like to remind you guys, you know, watching or listening here on the audio side, if you haven't checked out the Steel Curtain Network on YouTube, go check them out, guys. Go check us out. Um, if you want to see, you know, want to put a face to what I to this voice, if you haven't seen me yet. I am now the newest host for The Hangover. It started last week. Um, that airs on Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube on the Steel Curtain Network. Check me out. It's me, Shannon White. Um, Tony Duffio is there. Uh, he's been having some technical difficulties, so I'm not sure if he's going to be sticking around on the on 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 The Hangover. He might just be going to audio only. Uh, not sure yet, but check out me. Check out Shannon White. We're on the Hangover. We're on Mondays, 5 p.m. Eastern time. You can you can look at our beautiful mugs as we talk. So go check us out. Also, while you're there, like it and subscribe. If you haven't checked out last week's show, uh, go check it out. It's it, it's very entertaining. You won't be disappointed. Well, so <clears throat> we talked about the Steelers and who they drafted, who they are. Who they acquired, I'm sorry, not who they drafted, who they acquired so far in free agency up to this point of this recording. There's still some rumors out there that Bud Dupree is going to be the next guy that's going to be picked up. And that's very well possible. So uh, at the time of this recording, he has not. But by the time you listen to it, there's a good chance that he will. 
you know, last week we talked about the five offseason move, um, off moves that the Steelers need to make. And the first one was cutting uh, Will Jackson. And that ended up happening, I believe, either the day of or the day before that video aired. So uh, sometimes those things happen. But at this time, but the pre has not been signed. And so where do the Steelers go from here? Well, before we look at what they uh, will do, let's take a look at what they didn't do. Right. I mean, that's 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 what. You know, that sounds logical, right? The Steelers were trying to acquire left tackle Orlando Brown, according to sources and and people in the know, right? They didn't acquire him. They weren't able to get his services. He signed it elsewhere. So, you know, the Steelers heavy looking in the draft at cornerback. Um, you know, it's been speculated they might look at a, at a tackle. In free agency, they were able to acquire a cornerback. They attempted to acquire an offensive tackle. However, didn't quite get there, right? So I would speculate, and I'm trying to do this without regulating or whatever. <laughs> um, my speculation is since they did not acquire that tackle up to this point, there's still an opportunity for that to happen that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to target tackle first. And so with the 17th pick in the NFL draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers will draft Broderick Jones out of Georgia. This is a guy that, in my opinion, uh, he's, a, he's, he's a nasty, strong guy. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I think at the combine, this is the guy that threw one of the Steelers coaches on the floor. Um, big dude. And not only is he a big guy and, and, and an awesome offensive tackle. Pittsburgh Steelers sent their their brass, so to speak, to the Georgia to his Georgia pro day. Right? Yeah, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan in attendance at his pro day. Uh, I think that he might be a guy that the Steelers are eyeing. Um, they are meeting with. They've met him at both the pro day and at the combine. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy that the Pittsburgh Steelers end up getting, uh, you know, they need a tackle at this point. I don't think that they were impressed with Dan Moore. I don't think that Dan Moore was a guy that they expected to be the left tackle of the future when they drafted him uh, a couple of years ago uh, yeah, in the fourth round. You know, they talked about his abilities as being a pleasant surprise his rookie year. However, you know, he did have a sophomore slump going into his second year. Uh, you know, does he change it around? Does he pick it up? Does he, you know, does he continue the trajectory? Does he continue to get better? I don't know. Maybe. But I don't think the Steelers are going to just wait around and see if it happens. And so, you know, they see this guy play at a, you know, all the time, or maybe perhaps it's not even him. Maybe, maybe they're okay with Dan Moore and they want to move him to the right side. And Chicks of is the guy who ends up being the odd man out and, and a left tackle is brought in. Quite possible, quite possible. Um, you know, my opinion is just based on that, you know, you have the brass there at his pro day. Uh, are at Georgia, at the Georgia Pro Day. And 
I think I think this is just some of the signs that are pointing in that direction. Um, now, I'm not a big college guy, y'all. Just just uh, letting y'all guys know this. Y'all guys know this. I'm not a not a big college guy. So when it comes to you know their abilities and stuff like that, or what they've done in college, I don't know. Usually, when it comes to me uh, breaking down a, a player in college, I usually do that after the fact. Now, you know, like I said, he's a big guy. He's six foot five. He's got he's 311 pounds, uh, 34 and three quarters arm. Uh, I, I, he's nasty. He's uh, he didn't allow a sack, I believe, the entire last season. And so he started. He also started all 15 games last season. So he's a guy I think that the Steelers are going to target. Now, the Steelers. What are they going to do at number 32, right? So if they go offensive tackle at number 17, what are they going to do at 32? We talked about the cornerback position and that the Steelers were able to go get Patrick Peterson, but he's going to be a guy that's going to be available probably for two years, right? Maybe even less than that. But he's a guy that's a leader. He's a guy that was known to, you know, mentor uh, the other DBs back in Minnesota teach them things that, you know, quality stuff. And so I feel that he's probably going to do the same thing here with the Pittsburgh Steelers with a guy uh, that that they can bring in that can learn a little bit, you know, go under his wing and and, and really pick up some of these, um, you know, really take advantage of Patrick Peterson's leadership. And so (laughs) – with the 32 pick in the NFL draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers double dip in Georgia and select Kaylee Ringo. Now, I think this is a guy that's going to be there at 32. Uh, he's a taller guy. Uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers have had a pre-draft visit with him. And so um, when it comes to Kaylee Ringo, I think this guy might be a guy that the Steelers are going for. Let's look at the measurables. He's six foot two. Let's look at what he did at the combine. Because, you know, when it comes to offensive tackles, I really don't care what they ran in the 40. I mean, uh, does it make a difference? I I guess. But, you know, Kaylee Ringo, six foot two. um, He ran 4.3640. 10 yard splits was 1.54, 33 vertical jump, broad jump, 10 2. You know, I th- he's a little bit raw. Um, I think he's let some balls go over his head sometimes, you know, from what I can, you know, read and understand from him. But this is a guy that I think can come under the wing of uh, Patrick Peterson and, and really, really get some valuable, you know, uh, learn some valuable things from him for the future. I think this is a guy that can be a CB1 in the future. He's got the speed. He's got the size the height, the weight, you know, we can just kind of put the mental thing together. Now with Patrick Peterson, that's one thing that he came forward and said, you know, he said that when he was younger, he was able to use his athleticism and that would get him by. And he was very good at that. And as he got older, he learned the playbook. He learned, you know, what offenses were, maybe not so much the playbook, but like what offenses were doing within their plays and what they were trying to do to them or to the defense. And so, you know, if he can kind of teach those things to a Kaylee Ringo and let him, you know, um, really develop and maybe be a guy that can start alongside with him. 
you know, on the other side, take out Levi Wallace, you know, and be the starting corner opposite of Patrick Peterson. I mean, this would be a definite huge overhaul when it comes to the defense. You know, I mean, I didn't even for, I didn't forget, but I didn't even mention this fact that the Steelers brought back Larry Ogunjobi, which is huge too. You know, and so, you know, you're gonna have there's gonna be a potentially two new middle linebackers starting, which I would assume that these two guys are starting. I mean, maybe Mark Robinson makes a big jump and he he overtakes Roberts. Um you know, for that position, Elaine Roberts. But uh, either way, that's another person that's starting outside of who was designated the, the middle linebacker starters last season. And two new guys on the outside as well. You know, with that said, don't be surprised if there's a little bit of uh, growing pains with that. Now, I think that you have some players there that are very good that are going to be able to, to um, eventually – put it together, but to expect that, you know, all these new players are going to be able to do that very quickly against some high powered offenses in the AFC. Uh, we might need to, you know, manage our expectations there, you know, probably just for the first couple of weeks. I don't, I don't expect the growing pains um, to be anywhere near the growing pains that was what the Pittsburgh Steelers offense had to go through last season, which that had a lot of things to do with, you know, new quarterbacks, both two new quarterbacks, two guys on the offensive line that were brand new to the team, Najee Harris getting injured early in training camp. And so a lot of that had a lot to do with it as well. And this defense has Cam Hayward, Mika Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. And so you have, some valuable players and veteran players in key positions and the players that are coming in like a Patrick Peterson, you know, and Elaine Roberts as well are veteran guys that, um, you know, will be able to pick up this, the defense, in my opinion, probably relatively soon, but I would probably expect there maybe to be a growing pain or two in the first couple of weeks of the season next year. Um, but who knows? They haven't even gone through the draft. Let's figure out who they're drafting first. Let me know what you guys think about my uh, my draft choices. Like, again, I'm not a draft college guy. This is not – I am completely alien to this. Uh, I don't watch college very often. There's a lot of turnover uh, with the players, and, you know, I didn't attend a large university or anything. I, if I did, there was a college team associated with it, then I probably would be more – of a college fan, but since I'm not, you know, this draft stuff is, uh, is a little bit um, alien towards to me. But, you know, once the Steelers do pick up, you know, players, uh, I, I go through tons of film, check them out, and can get an understanding of who they are and how they're going to benefit and help the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I look forward to that. But let me know. Um, hit me up on Twitter at State of Steelers. Let me know what you think. Don't forget again, guys, hang over this upcoming Monday. I'll be there. With Shannon Wyatt, you don't want to miss it. But that being said, guys, that's gonna we're gonna put a bow on this. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody listening in. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five star review. If anywhere else, if there's a like button, hit that like. That being said, I'm Daniel J. This is Steel Curtain Network, State of the Steelers. See y'all next week. Peace. Hey.